Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The divisional tournaments for AA basketball around Montana commence today, and the final week of the regular season in the Big Sky Conference is underway. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The Eastern AA Divisional Tournaments get started in Belgrade on Thursday morning. Bozeman is the top seed in the boys' tournament out of the East, while Billings West is the top seed on the girls' side. The Western AA Tournaments begin in Helena at Carroll College. Missoula Hellgate is the top seed in the girls' tournament, one spot ahead of second seed at Helena Capital. And on the boys' side, it's the reverse, with the Capital Boys holding the top spot and Hellgate serving as the second seed. Top four teams from each of the 18 divisionals will advance to the state tournament in Billings next weekend. In Big Sky Women's Hoops, Montana State stayed alive for a share of the conference title while Montana thwarted its opportunity to clinch a first round bye in next week's Big Sky Tournament. Coming off a huge rivalry win over MSU in Missoula Saturday, Lady Grizz led by 12 points late in the third quarter and by seven with a minute left at Northern Colorado only to fall 72-64. Lady Grizz are now 11-8 in league play, tied with Northern Arizona and Idaho. And in Sacramento, MSU Bounce back from that rivalry loss, post a 65-52 win over Sac State. That moves the Bobcats to 14-5 in league play, and a win Saturday at UNC means MSU would share the Big Sky title with Idaho State. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
Bob Seger meets Metallica? Oh, baby. Gotta love it. Did you know that Garage Inc., Metallica's 1998 double album, is all cover songs? I was... I had listened to that album a hundred times by the time I actually figured that out. Great one, though. Go check it out. No, it's now ESPN Radio. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? We went all the way around the Big Sky Women's Hoops one last time for the regular season. Our Big Sky Conference analyst, Chris Redpath, joined us in studio. Appreciate her for being here. We talked about the Lady Grizz heartbreaker last night, losing in overtime Northern Colorado. Montana State keeping themselves alive for the conference title with a win at Sacramento State and set the stage for what's sure to be a wild night in Big Sky Conference women's basketball tomorrow night. Montana at Sac State, basically for a seed. Idaho at Northern Arizona, basically for a seed. Montana State at Northern Colorado with the Cats an opportunity to share the Big Sky Championship with Idaho State. So there's going to be a lot of stuff on the line tomorrow night. That'll be very fun. You can find everything from the first hour of today's show on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is probably presented by Sportsbet Montana as well as the Advocates. We are broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. You can find amazing winter savings in Northwest Motorsport. You can get pre-approved, lined up for a test drive, even an appraisal for your trade-in by visiting online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. What up, Montana? New on is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Recording on a Tuesday, coming to you on a Thursday. Brooks Nuana is back in the saddle. And guess what? It's March. March Madness is upon us. We are just days away from the finale of the Big Sky Conference regular season and our annual trip to Boise. It's been a weird year, Brooks, uh, for a variety of reasons. Obviously, there's the pandemic impact on everything. Sort of a return to the traditional scheduling that then was not traditional at all because of all these postponements. The fact that games could get rescheduled. We've seen games on Sundays for the first time ever. Mondays for the first time ever. Tuesdays for the first time ever. Uh, So it's been sort of weird. And in the midst of it, you have had a move over here, a birthday, all these different things all the way in between. So I usually the cliche is, man, I can't believe how fast it went, but that's not true at all. It's been the weirdest and maybe longest basketball season we've ever covered. Yeah, it's dragging. I mean, I'll take it. I, you know, how do you make Cat Grizz more intriguing? Well, just take up the entire weekend. Let's do Saturday. <laughs> let's take it into Sunday. Heck, let's, let's play a games. bunch of games before so there's no hype before it, though. There you go. Yeah, that's how we should do it. Let's, let's also make sure it's at the same time as the Big Skate Indoor Track Championships so that then all the media is split, all the administrators are split. And it's, you know, Big Sky, baby. Here we are. So, Basketball season is churning. The NBA All-Star break seems like it was later, but also like I feel like the NBA season has been going forever and it's just halfway through. So, yeah, it's, we're time traveling, Coulter. It's been a three-year journey. It's quite a deal. We're sitting here on Tuesday. Did you see John Morant's highlights from last night? I did, yeah. I don't know how I couldn't. Right. Um, uh, for those that missed it, John Morant had one of the most stole-sealing dunks I've ever seen. That's not hyperbole. It was an insane dunk. But his shot at the buzzer it seemed like a simulation. It shouldn't even be possible. They threw it 94 feet of the court to the corner, and he caught without landing and shot like a fall away 
23 footer from the corner over the corner of the backboard and swished it. I've never seen a shot like that. Yeah. Um, his comps are insane. Uh, when you talk about like, <laughs> like that, who? Like the, the Monstars from Space Jam? Yeah, I mean, the, what are his comps? I like that. I think that his best comp is, is Derrick Rose and yeah. that dunk that he had in transition. Derrick Rose wishes. And right. that, no one's ever said that about anybody comparing to Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is the dude. For sure. Uh, I saw a top 10 most marketable. NBA players list uh-huh. just this week. On it, nine active players that are relevant and young. Yep. And number four was Derrick Rose. Wow. Lamella Ball is number nine. LeBron's one. Steph Curry's two. Number sure. four was Derrick Rose. Still, I thought that was impressive. But Derrick Rose wishes. John Morant scored 52 last night, um, or I guess now three days ago. What a night. A career high for Ja. He's definitely one of the breakout stars in the league. He's definitely one of the best stories in the league. You just got to love following along. Let's talk some big sky hoops. And I want to premise this by saying that a lot of what this format broadly has become, and what I'm talking about is, is sports talk radio, is hard takes and hot takes, polarizing one way or the other, trying intentionally to be inflammatory, trying intentionally to be a hater. We have now covered the Big Sky Conference together at Skyline Sports for eight years, and I am in my, I believe, 16th season overall covering Big Sky Conference sports and and, and specifically women's and men's basketball. So we have a pretty good catalog in our heads. And I think that when when you're saying something is not nearly up to par compared to what it used to be, it makes you sound like a hater. And sometimes those are more... um, That sort of take is a little bit sharper and a little bit more consumed than the other side when you're given praise. We give praise quite a bit. We've talked about effusively the praise that we have for guys like Sammy Akim and Jace Lewis and Isaiah Fonse and Troy Anderson in the football realm. We both agreed that both Montana and Montana State had all-time great defenses this last couple years in, in football. And, you know, so they're, they're, for all the good, there's the bad and whatever. But what I'm getting at, though, is there's a variety of reasons why we're going to get into that. But specifically on the men's side of the league in the Big Sky Conference in hoops, the league, in my uh, analysis, is significantly down from an individual talent standpoint and maybe the prestige of the coaches within the league from top to bottom. For example, there's no way you can say, I don't even know much about the new Sac State head coach, but there's no way you can say he has nearly the prestige that Brian Katz has. Brian Katz is one of the greatest junior college coaches in the history of the sport, a California junior college Hall of Famer who then returned to his alma mater, and although he wasn't racking up Big Sky titles, Sac State was always very, very competitive, even though they were always sort of stuck right in the middle of the league or even towards the bottom of the league. It seemed like they got eighth, seventh or eighth every year over and over again. That's just one example. But you and I were talking about this over the weekend. And again, we're not trying to be haters. And I think there's a, a couple specific reasons why, but I do think that the men's league, while it might be a little bit more even than it's ever been before, it's a lot, it, the, the talent level across the league is down. And, and, and that's not unexpected when you talk about the amount of coaching changes that have happened over the last couple of years. The fact that Montana, one of the premier programs in the league, is trying to, to build their complete roster around young players and their three best guys are sophomores. The fact that Weber State, the best high school development program in the conference, has gone the full other way and just become transfer you. And then the fact that you have a league that had a full one quarter of its scholarship players transfer in the offseason, including, I believe, six all-league players and the reigning MVP in Tanner Groves. So there's a variety of reasons why I think 
objectively and almost definitively, the overall talent level on the men's side is down. But you and I were talking about this. I mean, you've seen a lot through the lens of your camera. You have to agree. Yeah, it is down. It's just a different time and place, I think, with with uh, the last couple of years mixed with you take the, the transfer portal changes and the rules that have been implemented. I think even more than in football, in basketball, the transfer portal, it works better because of the nature of roster construction and size. Sure. If you transfer in college basketball, you're now one of 12 players where you were one of 12 players. Now you're one of 12 players that has a chance to play usually in a rotation of between eight and nine. Like you're going to transfer, you're going to play. Sure. Almost always. In football, you can transfer onto a 90-man roster and literally never even sniff the practice field. That can happen. Totally. So I think the functioning of the transfer portal and portal in basketball makes more sense. So it's more enticing, and I think it's becoming more common, especially at this level, because of the influx of transferring up, down, parallel. You can kind of do everything. In a league, though, Coulter, you mentioned it. I think that there is no better, I think you would call, example of why a league would be down than when the MVP transfers to Oklahoma. Usually right. it hurts when your best player leaves. For sure. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Brooks Nuana is in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. It's the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Find amazing winter savings at Northwest Motorsport. You can visit nwmsrocks.com for the largest selection of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, SUVs, and more. Take back the road with Northwest Motorsport. The other dynamic I was thinking about, and it's so funny because coaches are so funny when they get stuck on something that they don't like or they're trying. Funny is a way to describe <laughs> them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're unique. Yes, for sure. And like, you know, as one of our good friends always says, there's nothing crazier than a college basketball coach in January. It doesn't matter if you've won every game, lost every game. You're just going nuts. Nuts. <laughs> but transferring has always been a part of college sports. The distinctly different dynamics of transferring right now are the advent of the portal, which is not nearly as mysterious and esoteric as people think. It's a database that's a spreadsheet that just has, the, you just, you're like on an email list. You're an assistant coach. You get an email, another entry in the portal. You can go look at the database. It's not like this crazy thing. It's just like a place where you can look at all the people that are transferring from the Big Sky Conference or from the Big Ten. Okay, so it makes it a little bit more accessible. That makes it pretty easy. Their phone numbers are right well, there. For yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But the other thing is, it's the not having to sit out part that I think has had the biggest impact. That's what impact. I mean. It's huge. Montana has had a couple phenomenal transfers. Martin Broding, one of the best players in the league. He transferred from Washington to play for Wayne Tinkle, ended up playing for Travis DeCure. Arguably could have been the MVP that year. Definitely one of the best players in the league, one of the best players the league seen in the last 10 years. He's still playing pro basketball overseas. Ahmad Rory, one of the best point guards the league seen in the last 10 years. But those guys came to Montana and had to sit out a year and learn how the Grizz, they had to learn the Grizz way. They had to learn the system but also like the pride and tradition of the Montana basketball program. And I think that part's lost as well. And so then you can bring in a bunch of guys that you vetted and you've you've done all your research on, and they can be rolling along. I do think that the number one thing that happens, though, is when it starts to go bad, it's so much harder to try to get it to go good. Weber State got off to a 9-1 start in conference play. Then they lost to Montana, and now they're in a free fall. They've lost five out of six. They're still going to get a first-round bye in the Big Sky Tournament, but they're not playing their best basketball coming into it. And what happened? Nothing besides Dante Bassett was actually out for a little while, and now he's back. And it's I just think that at the end of the day, guys that transferred in, they did it for their own personal gain first. And when things start to go awry, it's hard to remember the cumulative message. It's a lot easier to then revert to, 
looking out for yourself. And we see this across the board, especially in basketball. That's the culture of basketball now. I mean, how many times have we heard James Harden say, I'm doing what's best for me? How many times have we heard Ben Simmons say, I made the best move for me? It's what it's all about now, for better or worse. But I do think it's just harder to form chemistry that's long-lasting through adversity in this new environment. Yeah, I think he couldn't have said it better. It's... it's uh not only harder to form it, but it's it's significantly hard, much harder to keep it. And we see that. The top 10 scorers in the league, Coulter, seven of them are transfers. Right. I'm doing a feature on this. For and the top 20 yep. of scoring, I think it is another four. So that puts it at you know 11 or 12 of the top 20 are transfers that are new players to the league that we, some of these guys I've never seen, which is a trip just due to the scheduling, due to the nature of it all. Yep. I've yep. seen them on TV. But there's going to be some guys that are averaging 17, 18 points a game that, uh, you know, fans of the Big Sky Conference have no idea about. That also is part of why it feels down is the general population who buys into this stuff. How are you supposed to be super invested if there's that that much turnover? That's exactly right. Right now, we're watching the the highlights from the Cacarez games from over the weekend, and we're watching Robbie Beasley and Josh Bannon and Brandon Whitney hit threes and, you know, play well. Those guys are all sophomores. I'm not implying anything. I take their names out of it. But guys that are standout all-conference level players that are sophomores at this level right now are highly likely to at least explore the opportunity of what else is out there. And that's unfortunate. And we've seen multiple things happen in the league that have really impacted negatively the way that we look at the league. And it has nothing to do with the fault of the athletic departments or the coaches, right? We would be talking a different narrative around a variety of different schools if the tournament wouldn't have gotten canceled back in 2020 when we thought we were stranded in Boise for life. What if Harold Freitas leads Montana State to the tournament that year? He totally could have shot MSU all the way to the NCAA tournament. Now we're talking about Danny Sprinkle chasing his second NCAA tournament bid, not his first. What if Saeed Pridget for Montana just dominates like he did? He dominated the last couple games of that what had been an up-and-down season, but the Grizz looked like they were peaking, and Pridget was playing ferocious basketball. What if Saeed just lifts Montana all the way through the tournament, and they go dancing? Are we talking about... This, this multiple years of down years compared to the success at Montana or Travis DeCure, and on and on and on. That was the first domino. And then you have this crazy pandemic season, which was pretty much miserable for everybody involved. You have Eastern Washington's financial struggles, Portland State's financial struggles. So you got coaches that are quality coaches like Shante Leggins at Eastern and Barrett Peary at Portland State just walking out the door. It's just been crazy to see, and I feel bad for the people in the league because, like, Travis DeCure's tried to go back to doing it the right way. Danny Sprinkle's tried to go back to doing it the right way, but you have, like, this this full two-year time period that's, like, missing in time because of all of this tumult. It's crazy. And we've talked about that in football, too. When you have two years that are kind of like a wash, that are flush, that, that will not be, that history will look on much differently. Well, that plays into like multiple recruiting classes. That's two recruiting classes, two separate years, which puts in a four-year timeline for each class. An extra year added on, there's a five-year swing. And you add a couple transfers, you add one mistake in there. You talk about six years, seven years of, of things being significantly different for your program. For sure. That's, that's likely not something that if it, if it goes the wrong way, that you're going to recover from. Well, that's the other thing. We were very critical of Montana because Montana does have the best program in the league in terms of their resources, their opportunities, their tradition, their coach, all of that. But Travis Takir, I actually think this, he did do the, the traditional transfer thing when he first got to Montana. He did it with great success with guys like Ahmad Rory and Jamar Coe and Donovan Dorsey. Then they tried to do it to capitalize on this sort of new frontier with guys like Nassim Gaskin and Michael Stedman. Well, those two guys played a grand total of 15 games for the Grizz. And Gaskin got in trouble and just and 
the cure has just been like, nope, we're not doing that anymore. We're not going that route. We're going straight high school. And so he deserves credit for it, for sure. Snuanas now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Brooks Nuanas joining me, Coulter Nuanas here in studio. All right, let's talk about the, some of the better storylines in the league, though. What have been the, sort of your top storylines and the things you've liked in the league or, or just your, you know, your overall impressions of how this has all played out? What's caught your eye as uh, the Big Sky Tournament is about a week away? Well, the, both Montana schools are really intriguing. We've talked a lot about Montana State. I mean, they're a really, they're a really good team. Uh, sure. You know, the Grizz handled them on Sunday. I mean, they, they played well. Of course, the Cats came back. It was unique, unique flow to the game. You know, there was a point where the Grizz had hit 10 threes. The Cats hadn't hit a single one. All that being said, the Cats have been interesting to watch. I mean, they have a few dynamics that are different than other teams have. Um, they have good guard play, uh, senior leadership, and they also have a dominant big man. So both those things is kind of like a throwback, kind of what we like at this level. Yeah. Uh, Montana is young so that's been intriguing to watch the ups and downs sure. like when they're good it's pretty exciting and like the future looks bright when they're bad it doesn't look great at all what do you think of the dynamic though that they're good against good teams and they're bad against bad teams I understand that is um, it easier to harness though like when you get to the postseason because you're gonna like all after the teams the, after your first, like if you're Montana you're probably gonna get fourth or fifth so therefore you're not gonna have a game unless uh, against anybody but the other good teams yep totally and in but come tournament time I mean there's some teams that play way above their head you know there's gonna be a couple a couple teams that don't show, maybe, maybe on the women's and men's side, right? But like overall, like teams show up for the tournament. Like there's pretty much good games. There's very few twenty point blowouts. Um, so that being and, said, and it's, it's, and it's like our our old guy Brian Fish at Montana State used to say, it's it's about the tournament comes down to several different factors. If you're playing good basketball at the time, but more than anything though, do you still want to be playing with each other? I think the sure. only time we ever seen teams just take a full dump is when they just are tired. It's a chemistry, chemistry issue, not a per, not our personal uh, personnel issue. Definitely. So, yeah, I do think that the Grizz um, rising to that occasion is against good teams. It's just a sign of youth, honestly, more than anything. But the other story that I've been intrigued with in the league is Northern Colorado. I mean, I think, you know, Bodie Hume is one of my favorite players in the league. We talk about the league being down talent-wise. I mean, Bodie Hume gets buckets, man. And Bodie Hume has been a stalwart in this league for all four years. I mean, as a freshman, you know he was good. He yeah. got better, and he got better. And they play him at the five. He's a true swing man. He's a true right. three. Right. They're playing him at the five. He's not even getting that many shots. He's averaging 12 points a game, but a dominant player. I mean, a guy that can do anything, and his, just his leadership, his want to, it's what makes this level special. When you go to watch a game, if you know about basketball, but you know nothing about Northern Colorado, 10 minutes in the game, he'd be like, 13 can play. Um, but Northern Colorado is, they've mixed this, this new age style with a little bit of like shooting and small ball and this fun stuff that is really intriguing where at this level it's hard as basketball changes and becomes so three-point dominant it's hard to compete if you don't have those shooters also if you just have off nights Steph Curry is the greatest three-point shooter of all time right Coulter he shoots 40% for his career just over that's the best that's ever going to be most guys are shooting in the mid 30s. At the college level, you if you put up volume, you might be in the low 30s. You know, so that is a challenging style at this level for a difficult shot. The three point line gets extended every every five years it seems. So you're shooting in the low 30s. You can be a pretty bad team night in night out just depending on how the, how the ball falls. So a team like Northern Colorado to get the right shooters to get elite players at this level to be able to compete like that, they are a team that can route you. They are a team that can put up some serious points. So I've been intrigued by that because Greeley is always a weird place you never know what northern colorado is going to put out it seems like good basketball program the better part of the last decade but it never seems like they're going to be winning championships but this year you never know it seems like a team that's definitely going to compete great radio tease because steve smiley the head coach of northern colorado is joining us right after this so keep it tuned CSPN radio nuanas now before we let you go brooks nuanas in studio with me skyline sports last question on the men's league 
handicap it for me. Not not necessarily who you think you're, is going to win. Give me your odds. Uh, who who has just for the top five? Who has the best? Uh, how would you rank the teams that are the best, or 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 maybe just the scariest teams uh, coming into Boise? Well, I I think you probably have to put the cats there just with the, with the, the three borderline first team all league players for sure. And um, the fact that those two guys are senior guards, the, the guys, senior guards is huge. The fact that Xavier Bishop, Ahmed Adamo, and Jabril Bella have been there before as well, I think it's huge as well. I, I would I would agree. I think the cats are slightly the number one uh, in terms of handicap in the field. The challenge the cats have is that their three best players don't shoot the three very well. That's right. It, it's a challenge. You, that means you have That's to why have the matchup is interesting. That's why Northern Colorado is a bad matchup. It's a bad matchup. They have to have an artillery player, a guy like Tyler Patterson, who's the seventh guy. He has to hit three threes in a game, and like that—that's a lot to ask in a big game. Yep. Um, so I, I think the cats are right there. After that, I—I I kind of honestly think that it's like a, a coin flip between Eastern Northern Colorado and Weber, um, just because of Montana's youth. I think Montana's going to yes. slot in that third or fourth spot, um, yeah. just because of the youth. I think that Josh Bannon can go win a title. That's exactly right, and that I think that Josh Bannon is the single biggest X factor in the tournament because if Josh Bannon plays to his ceiling. Montana will be playing on Friday for sure and maybe even on Saturday. If he plays above his head, which he totally could, and you have to remember these international guys, they're pros. They're pros. So they know yeah. how to take it to they the do. next level. For sure. And he might do it. I think he's the single biggest X factor. He could totally lead the Grizz to the championship game and even to the championship. I think he is the biggest X factor in this tournament. I agree. I think that there's no player that's more important to a team than him. He doesn't get into foul trouble. He shoots free throws well. There's a lot of things that are really positive about him. I just think that their generalized youth – yeah, I don't know if Josh Bannon's the factor because you said that he could might come in and play above his head and sure. get them to Saturday. I think he's going to do that. I sure. think Lonel Martin is the X factor. I think sure. a guy like right. that who right. Lonel Martin, Robbie Beasley, he's going to put up right. six threes in, in a game. If he hits three or four of them, they're right. playing on Saturday. You're, you're if right. he hits one, you're they're right. not. If Robbie Beasley scores twenty six like he did against Portland State, Montana's doing good. If he, you know, he's had games where he's gotten one of ten, and that and the volatility is sort of the the trademark of their season so far. I think if Eastern's a funny team because I think a lot of teams the league they're a bad matchup for i think eastern sure. dominates a lot of teams but i don't think that they're a bad matchup for weber or montana they also have that hype style where when you get rolling scoring it's so much more conducive to these empty gyms where you got to bring your own energy totally all they're trying to do they're not trying to do stops and stops and stops no, and grind it out and, and substitution nope. it's boom iso push it push it push it score 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 we're screaming we're yelling we're dancing we're being crazy there's 13 people in the gym the only ones that are yelling are us totally so i know they're they're they have a good tournament style they're probably not going to get a buy though so does that hurt them i like that in these tournaments we just know give, them the, give them the 611 and then just go, go man I mean, go right at them oh, well that's the thing let's say southern utah or weber gets the three and eastern gets the six they get to get their feet wet that's a dangerous matchup for whoever's the three seed especially if someone like um, Steel Ventures goes off and, and, and scores in the first game. He puts up 25. I mean, sure. I wouldn't want to see them the next night, but that's For sure. You know, so I, I do think that there's some weird matchups in there, but like I say, I think that that coin flip, it kind of, I would kind of weight it as uh, Weber's good too, man. Weber has some players. Like, For sure. If Weber gets. I just have lost my luster of believing too. that they can win towards the end of the year because they've just, they've they just, just can't been so it. bad during the right. tournament the last four or five years. Right. So I would kind of weight it as Montana State, Northern Colorado, Montana, Eastern Weber. I like that. No Southern Utah. See, I got I got Montana State, Northern Colorado, Montana, yeah, Southern, Southern Utah, Utah, yeah, Eastern Weber. I mean, we 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 call it internally, Colter. It's not a professional term, but we call it taking a dump in your pants. <laughs> um, Southern Utah has been doing that for the better part of a month. Nothing about that do I like. 
Right. I, like the whole like we'll just turn the switch on. I mean, they played some pretty bad basketball. I get that they're going to rack up wins. They have some talent. Tavion Jones, they have a couple guys that just don't care. I know, but then if they do care, then they can win the whole thing. Unless you play Montana State at home and you do care, and Tavion Jones goes two for 17. Sure. Like, I mean, I don't yeah. I don't know. They don't shoot the three that well. Uh, they're, they're three best players. John Knight kind of jacks up what everyone else likes to do. Right. Tavion Jones and Mason Fawcett do the same thing. They want to be in the same spots. Sure. I don't, I mean. But then if you get a matchup with some of these young guards, like what Montana's got in your start of Utah, truth. John Knight can go 10 of 13 for Absolutely. 26 and 8, like he did against Montana the other weekend. So Absolutely. We'll see. The Big Sky Tournament's coming up next weekend. We have coverage each and every day from now all the way through next Sunday. So check out SkylineSportsMT.com. Brooks Nuana's in studio with me, Coulter Nuana's. Speaking of one of those contenders, Steve Smiley, the second-year head coach of the, of the Northern Colorado Bears, joins us here on Nuanas Now. Next, keep it right here, CSPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The divisional tournaments for AA basketball around Montana commence today, and the final week of the regular season in the Big Sky Conference is underway. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The Eastern AA divisional tournaments get started in Belgrade on Thursday morning. Bozeman is the top seed in the boys' tournament out of the East, while Billings West is the top seed on the girls' side. The Western AA tournaments begin in Helena at Carroll College. Missoula Hellgate is the top seed in the girls' tournament, one spot ahead of second seed at Helena Capital. And on the boys' side, it's the reverse, with the Capital boys holding the top spot and Hellgate serving as the second seed. Top four teams from each of the eight team divisionals will advance to the state tournament in Billings next weekend. In Big Sky Women's Hoops, Montana State stayed alive for a share of the conference title while Montana thwarted its opportunity to clinch a first round bye in next week's Big Sky Tournament. Coming off a huge rivalry win over MSU in Missoula Saturday, Lady Grizz led by 12 points late in the third quarter and by seven with a minute left at Northern Colorado only to fall 72-64. Lady Grizz are now 11-8 in league play, tied with Northern Arizona and Idaho. And in Sacramento, MSU Bounce back from that rivalry loss post a 65-52 win over Sac State. That moves the Bobcats to 14-5 in league play, and a win Saturday at UNC means MSU would share the Big Sky title with Idaho State. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. artists were and then what they became because of a crossover hit that made them change their identity in the 90s and early 2000s so weird stained as you're listening to right here was so hardcore and then aaron lewis had his song it's been a while 
And then all of a sudden he was like this hard rock, soft rocker or something. And it's just so weird the way that it all goes goes awry sometimes in the world of hyper exposure and entertainment. We deal with it every day here at Nuanas Now. CSPN Radio, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Just a few minutes away from Steve Smiley, the head coach of the Northern Colorado Bears. But first, let's give you a little prep update. It's our prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank, enriching the lives of Montana since 1907. The Western AA basketball tournaments got kicked off in Helena today. The boys' tournament, three games in the books. Here's the results so far. Top-seeded Helena Capital took care of business against Kalispell Flathead, 57-43. Helena High beats Kalispell Glacier, 61-54. So that means tomorrow's 3:30 semifinal features a two, two teams from the capital city in the Capital Bruins and the Helena High Bengals in Helena at Carroll College. That should be a fun early semifinal. And uh, the only other boys' final in the books, Missoula Big Sky takes apart Missoula Sentinel, 53-33. So the Eagles into the semifinals as well. Butte versus Hellgate, that one just tipped about 5 o'clock. So we'll get you a score update on that one momentarily. The Western AA Girls Tournament also in Helena, and it is underway. Missoula Hellgate's girls, no sweat. The top seed from Western AA moved into the semifinals with ease, 65-36. They beat Kalispell Glacier, a team that they played in their regular season finale as well. So two wins in a row for uh, Hellgate. Missoula Sentinel, little upset. They got beat by Helena High, 56-53. So those are the only two girls' games in the books. Missoula Hellgate will play Helena High on the girls' side at 6.30 tomorrow. Other games coming up include Helena Capital versus Butte, tipping at 6.30, and the Missoula Big Sky Girls versus Kalispell Flathead in the 8 p.m. game. On the eastern side of the AA, that tournament's taking place in Belgrade. The madness has begun in Montana Top-seeded Bozeman, the number one team in the state. They fall 53-52 Belgrade in Belgrade's home arena. So the Hawks in the loser's bracket and the Panthers into the undefeated semifinal. Great Falls CMR lost 50-45 to Billings Senior. Bozeman Gallatin versus Billings West and Great Falls versus Billings Skyview still yet to take place there at the Eastern AA Boys Tournament. And on the girls' side of the Eastern AA Tournament, Billings West, the top seed, the number one team in the state, they defeat Bozeman Gallatin 76-48. Great Falls CMR outlasts Bozeman 39-34. So West and CMR will play in an Eastern AA semifinal at 6:30. And then you got Billings Senior versus Great Falls and Belgrade versus Billings Skyview upcoming later on tonight. That's your prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Just a few days left, about two weeks to be exact. March 15th, the deadline for the great scholarship presented by Farmer State Bank. Go to FarmersEbank.com to submit your application for one of 10 $10,000 scholarships. On is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Coulter Nuana is coming to you here on a Thursday afternoon. And guess what? It is the last weekend of the regular season in Big Sky Conference play. We took you all the way around the Big Sky in women's hoops in hour number one with Chris Redpath. And uh, you just heard from Brooks Nuana at SkylineSportsMT.com. But now we go to a guy who's leading his team into the belly of the beast, into Missoula tonight. He's Steve Smiley, second-year head coach for the Northern Colorado Bears. And, Coach, thanks so much for being with us. Hard to believe that the end of the season is already here. Uh, no, you, no, I appreciate being on the show. And, and uh, it, it's crazy. When you're still playing in March... And obviously, you know, it's the last week of the regular season and then the tournament next week. But it just, it just once you get to March, it feels just a little bit different. So 
I know we're excited for, for a great challenge tonight, but uh, it, it's the best time of the year for sure. Well, no doubt about it. Here in year two, uh, what's been the biggest turning point for you guys? Because I know you had an okay year last year, but it was kind of up and down for everybody because it was just so weird playing the same teams two times in a row and weird playing at empty gyms and all that. So uh, what, what differences have you noticed in year two and how have you guys been able to put together a pretty darn good season for you? Yeah, I, I think just, you know, the big thing is like, you know, last year was so, so different. It was hard to even evaluate, just honestly, you know, just, just self-evaluating, just in the sense of, you know, like for us, we had a big COVID break, had a big outbreak uh, the start of February. We missed the whole month of February. Right. And I think like the stat last year for us is we didn't have a full roster uh, until the very last game of the regular season. We were at Weber State. First time we had a full roster and played that game, had a great game against them. And, and they were as good as anybody in the league. The next game, of course, got canceled because of COVID. So we only got one game in. But I, I, point being, I thought we were playing some of our best basketball at the end of the year. And I thought it was when we had our, our roster. And so it was, it, was, it was hard to evaluate that. I do think, though, as we moved into this year, I think we did a good job addressing some needs and recruiting. You know, specifically, we had to shoot the ball better. We've always you know, kind of believed in, in spacing and shooting and things like that. And, and um, I think we did a good job of that uh, by recruiting and also by some of our, our returning players uh, getting better. So it's been a good year. You know, we've had a good run in the big sky. Um, and I think there's still some things we have to improve upon, especially in that defensive end. But it's it's been good that we've uh, that we've definitely improved. Well, this this phenomenon of transferring, I know that transfer, transferring has always been a part of Division One basketball for sure. But the fact that there's this one time transfer rule, guys don't have to sit out. There's the portal. There's all these different dynamics. But yeah. for a long time, it used to be when a guy would come, he'd have to sit out, or, or maybe it would take him a year or two to get acclimated. And it seems like Dalen Coots is kind of that guy. I know he was solid last year, but now here he is leading the league in scoring. So what sort of differences do you notice in him and just the way that you want to use him, the way you want him to play? Yeah, he's a great example. And, and really, like, just even within his recruitment, you know, back before the portal, the one-time deal, um, when we signed Dalen, we thought he was not going to be allowed to play in the first year, which was right. fine. So, okay, sit one, play two. And then we put an appeal in and, and, and won the appeal. So you got to play, which was great. Um, but at the same point in time, it's like, okay, you get to play now. But we thought we'd only have him, you know, last year than this year. But then there's the free year for COVID. So hopefully we get him for one more year next year. But I do think, you know, last year, um, you know, he had a solid season, but – uh, with with you know going back to COVID, we had no summer, we had no fall, and so just trying to implement you know a talented player into the system took forever to kind of just hey this is what we want to do because we just didn't have that time. And I think he had a great uh, spring and summer this year, um, and, and it just that you know, we were able to kind of expand what we wanted to do with him. But he just had a much better year because he's really understood the way we want to play. He's become a lot more efficient. He's taken better you know higher quality shots. Um, he's done a great job, just, you know, simple stuff that's, that's actually really complicated in the sense of driving and playing off two feet. Um, it, it's just all kinds of little things, but he's been tremendous. And, and obviously he's, uh, he's a guy that as he's gotten better and better, it's really helped elevate our team, I think, to another, another level. But he's been very open to that coach. Story I'm doing on behalf of the Big Sky Conference leading into the tournament next week is just sort of along these same lines because there has been a lot of impact transfers in the league, and you look at – some of the top scorers in the league, whether it's Jalen Cota at NAU or, you know, Kobe McEwen at Weber State or Mikey Dixon at Idaho. There's just a variety of guys that have come in and, and made impacts right away. I mean, Eastern's whole team is basically uh, transfers this year as well. So um, what have you thought of just broadly those guys and the way that they've sort of influenced the league? I think the league overall is as good as it's been in the eight years I've been here, six years in Northern Colorado, two years at Weber State before that. 
just overall talent. And you look at like even the teams that are on the lower end of the league in terms of their records and standings. They've they've beaten the best teams. You know, we've got some of the teams on the lower end. Uh, everyone has. You know, NAU winning at Montana, uh, Sacramento State winning at our place. Uh, you can go on and on um, with all those teams because one, all these impact transfers like a guy like Mikey Dixon and Trevante Anderson at, at, at Idaho. But then two everyone's really old because of these super seniors. And I, I think, right. too, just even at the top of the league, you know, it, it's increased the window of time for Montana State and Southern Utah in a normal year. You know, all those guys would have been done last year. But it's helped, you know, increase their window. When guys like, you know, Bishop, Adamo, and Bello came back from Montana State, and when guys like Dre Marin and John Knight uh, came back for Southern Utah, it increased their window, which is great. I think it's great for the parity of the league. It makes it really hard on a night-to-night basis to compete, but I just, I just think the league has been really good. And then, like you said, you added Mikey Dixon, you added Jalen Cohn, who's really hard to guard, Kobe McEwen, all those guys. Uh, it's just made for, I think, really good basketball, and, and it's really made our league like super talented this year. Steve Smiley joining us here on Nuanas. Now he's the head coach of the Northern Colorado Bears. They're in Montana this week, play in Missoula tonight and in Bozeman on Saturday. And, Coach, let's talk about the matchup tonight. First, let's speak of the coaches because Travis DeCure, he's moved up the Montana wins list pretty rapidly throughout this season now that he's in his eighth year leading the Grizz. I know there's been a lot of crossover, a lot of matchups, a lot of great games between these two programs, both when Jeff Linder was the head coach and you were his head guy there or now with you taking over the program. So when you're going to go play a Travis DeCure coach team, what do you think of what do you expect yeah i know he's a great coach and, and, and done it for a long time in this league and i think what you got to expect is you, you got to expect the battle I and mean, if you come into these games you know whatever the word is soft or back in your heels or whatever you're gonna have real problems and so you know coach secures done a great job every single year his guys are gonna be tough they're gonna play really hard they're gonna they're gonna be on the attack and so you got to match that physicality and i think like you know in game one is a great game in our place you know last shot uh, if uh, I think it was Mark, if he makes that shot, they win. Yep. Um, came down to the last play, but what, what I do think we did a great job of in the first game is we were at, we were able to win the free throw game. Uh, we got twenty eight free throws; they got fourteen. Which you know the the, the best thing it does statistically is get to the free throw line, and they're like top five in the country in getting to the free throw line. And then they're like seventh in the country in free throw percentage. So point being, if you don't have good technique and you foul them, you're going to lose because they get to the free throw line so much. So I think that's a big thing in terms of when you're guarding them. But then on the other end, they're going to play an aggressive physical style. So if you can, if you can be aggressive, you can get to the free throw line. And I think that that's a big game within the game on, on all the games when you play Montana. But, you know, regardless of, uh, you know, every single year, you're right. I mean, there are always battles. We've had some great games. We finally, a couple of years ago, won at Montana for the first time in forever. Uh, when Coach Linder was here, it was a great game. And and uh, I can still remember that Saeed Pridget and those guys were here. And uh, it was a tremendous game. We had Jonah Radabon. I think we made a couple of big plays at the end to win it. But uh, every game has been really good, really close. Last year in the COVID year, we won in the last minute. Uh, they won in the last possession in those two games. The game this year at our place was really close. It feels like that was about four months ago because it was. It was in the <laughs> right. But, but uh, yeah, I feel like that was, you know, an eternity ago. But, no, they're just if you're not tough and you're not ready to play really hard, you're going to have problems. So you got to match their intensity, to, and that's the number one thing. you got to match that, match and exceed the intensity and the physicality of the game without fouling seems like there's so many different matchups that can play out in the big sky with 11 teams plus just like the geographic diversity how many teams are in different states and areas of the country but it seems like 
Montana, Northern Colorado is one of the more contrasting matchups in the league. Why, why do you think that is? Yeah, do you, do you mean this in terms of like the styles of play? Yeah, this is the styles of play because I, I know you guys like to, to make a lot of threes and also yeah. don't like to, anybody to shoot any threes. And it seems like Montana, one of the few teams right. left around that likes to trade twos for threes. They want twos, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. You know, it's 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 uh, it's a great question. You know, and yeah, we're we're always kind of built. I think with our roster recruiting to try to really shoot a bunch of threes, and and, um, and I think we've always kind of done that. This year, we've we've had a couple games where we've I think we made like you know, twenty, oh seven, maybe it was seventeen or eighteen threes against Southern Utah. So we, we have the ability to get going. Now Montana doesn't give you a lot of good looks. So you got to really fight for those looks. But same point in time, Montana's always kind of built it around. You know, driving, posting up, getting to the rim, and they can still shoot for sure. But when they play those bigger lines with, you know, Carter Hollinger at the three and Bannon four and a Mac Anderson or a Scott Blakeney at the five, that's a big physical team. And that is a contrasting roster to ours, and they're going to be bigger, more physical than us. So I think it's just the other way that, 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 that they are built this year, the way we're built. But it does turn into, okay, can they do what they want to do better, or can we do what we want to do better? And that's what's so fun about college basketball is watching those different styles. No doubt about it, Steve Smiley, Northern Colorado head coach, his team in Missoula against the Grizzlies tonight. And, Coach, we'll get you out of here on this. What are the keys to victory, then? Is it is it just who is the one that's able to dictate the style? How, how do you guys go about getting a win in Missoula tonight? Yeah, I, I think that's, that's one of the keys. I think, you know, uh, one big key is can we slow down Josh Bannon? I think he's playing tremendous. Um, he's gotten better and better over these last two years. And, and it's no surprise every time we go into the gym to, to you know, get our practice and he's still there taking shots. The kid works really hard and he's developed. And so he's playing at a really high level and, and they're, they're, his usage rate is really high right now. So you've got to address Josh Bannon, not just on the post, but on the perimeter as well. Um, I think too, you know, just little things, you know, can we limit the threes for guys that really shoot it? You know, guys like Beasley, guys like Martin, can we limit those guys from, from getting good looks? Because when they start hitting threes they get really good um, and then two just I think the tempo of the game the flow and, it, and I do think it goes back to you know controlling the foul game you know who's going to get to the free throw line more can we stay out of foul trouble if we if we get into foul trouble you know things can become problematic for us right away so can we limit fouls early on and, and try to kind of dictate the way that we want to rotate our team around but that's easier said than done so I think there's a lot of keys but if you if you boiled it down to what we're focused on you know limiting Josh Bannon um, limiting threes by those those really good three-point shooters. And then, you know, the foul game is a huge game for us, for sure. Steve Smiley, Northern Colorado. They are in Missoula tonight. Coach, appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much for being with us. All right, no problem. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, back after this. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuwana's Now. 
ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. But not today. We back on SWX next week. Right now, the Washington State Tournament playing out on SWX. So appreciate uh, them for continuing to broadcast high school sports. Pretty cool thing that they got going there on SWX, and I uh, love them bringing us to you around the state as well. Lost Trail's early bird season pass sales going on now. Get the best prices of the season with adult passes, 395 bucks for adults and 295 for children. Enjoy a full year of skiing on 1,800 anchors, 300 inches of annual snowfall, five lifts, 69 ski runs, and family-friendly terrain. You can visit LostTrail.com for more. We'll be back at tomorrow. Two of my favorite people, Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. We'll swing by. We'll also have full updates of tonight's game between the University of Montana and Northern Colorado plus Montana State versus Sac State and Bozeman and full high school divisional tournament wrap-up. So we'll meet you back here 4 p.m. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.